Welcome to the Minister's Friend podcast with pastor and author Dr. John Kimball. The Minister's Friend is a podcast helping pastors and other church workers navigate the challenges of leading the flock. John has been a church planter, a local church pastor, a seminary professor, and a denominational leader. He coaches and mentors pastors and missionaries around the world. Drawing on over 30 years of experience in local, regional, and national ministry, John and some of his colleagues provide practical guidance on the topics you request. We are so glad you've joined us. And now, here's our host, Pastor John. Thank you, Anna, and welcome everyone to the Minister's Friend Podcast. I'm so glad you've joined us today. After taking a break last week for Holy Week and Good Friday, we're back to our series of episodes discussing EQ, or emotional intelligence, with my friend Daryl Thompson from the Evangelical Free Church in America. Daryl's understanding of low EQ and how it can impact pastoral ministry is so helpful. In our final episode on this topic next week, Daryl will provide some suggested resources for understanding this important need even better. When we began this series on EQ, I mentioned that one of the pioneers on the topic of emotional health is Dan Goleman. I pointed out that in his 1996 book on the subject, he identifies five foundational principles of EQ that I find very helpful. Self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, empathy, and social skills. People with healthy emotional intelligence are strong in all five areas. As we conclude this topic next week, I'll take some time to dive a little deeper into these five principles from my own experience working with pastors and churches. But for now, let's get back to my interview with Daryl. In today's episode, we talk about the difference between those with low EQ and people who are suffering from mental illness. You know, as we're talking, I'm 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 thinking of a couple of situations that um, kind of mimicked this idea of low EQ, uh, low emotional intelligence. Um, but later, we learned that there really was a kind of mental illness that was driving this, and that's that's really a different thing. Um, uh, what might be the difference between someone who's exhibiting low EQ versus someone who has some form of of uh, mental illness and and how might you you address we've been talking about the ministry to the people with low eq but how might we minister differently i know that could be a, a whole podcast topic of its own but any ideas on on ministering to somebody who's exhibiting the same kind of symptoms of low eq but is really driven by something different yeah generally speaking my observation has been and and john um, i'm limited so i you know i'm speaking about the experiences that I've had and the things I've kind of learned as I've read some resources and whatnot. But my observation is then the people who have been most problematic uh, with EQ are also people with very strong capabilities in other areas. And when I've observed people with, um, with a mental illness, it displays itself, although they are relationally problematic in the fact that they might speak out, be unaware of somebody else's emotions, how what they're saying and doing is affecting somebody. It also displays itself in other ways that make you aware that this person is having some just health mental problems. The, the, the person with the low EQ being the problem, primarily the problem, tends to be very strong in other areas. Um, in other words, they are very 
capable teaching. They're very capable at uh, the role that they may have in other areas where mental illness tends to display itself kind of more consistently across the board in just how they're functioning. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and unquestionably, when we're dealing with people with mental illness, it calls for us to be gracious and kind and patient um, and um, not to be um, not not to be attributing to them um, um, uh, something that they're not capable of doing. In, in other words, uh, being aware of hurting somebody and um, they should change that and that sort of thing. So um, in, to me, to me, the big difference is that I see these people with EQ issues being very capable in other areas. My observation of people with mental illness issues is that it's kind of manifesting itself in such a way that it's affecting their capability in other ways as well. I would I would absolutely agree with that. And in a couple of cases that I'm thinking of, um, you know, the the church leadership at least, and I think probably the congregations that that I worked with they recognized this was something that the person was not capable of changing because it was driven by mental illness. And so the role became more like helping them make sure that they were, they were steady on taking their medications, that they were, you know, uh, getting counseling or whatever else that they needed. And the church just kind of absorbed their snarkiness or, or whatever the, the case was. Um, my concern is, that um, we do that with people with low EQ who should be held accountable for the things that they say and, and the relationships that they break. And so um, I think it's really important that we we do due diligence as church leaders and denominational folks to, to identify the difference between those two things because um, I think approach, you do have to approach them differently. You do have to approach them differently. You know, we're we're talking about low EQ, and we've we've really spent a lot of time on the negative. Let's talk about the positive. Can you give any examples of where addressing this issue of of low emotional intelligence has actually had a a positive, blessed effect on a on a church that you've worked with? Um. Well, let me let me share a a, a couple of stories here. Um. One is that. Um, there was a very difficult situation, um, and uh, the pastor was actually asked to depart, and it became increasingly apparent that this low EQ was really the precipitating issue. The staff had finally reached the place where they all realized they were experiencing um, things like intimidation and bullying. And uh, <clears throat> so, unfortunately, when that happened, this individual left, and uh, there was a transition, and there was somebody that was an inter intermediate and interim stepped in. But the next guy they had, they brought in particularly because they felt that he displayed the kind of healthy dynamics that they meant that they realized they needed. And now a couple of years into that new relationship, um, the dynamics of the church are so noticeably different. Um, it is, it's just interesting and encouraging to hear people, um, share you know we had our concerns and our questions but this person uh, we realize is just the answer to the prayers that we have and whatnot it is just uh, an excellent illustration how the really behind the problem behind the problems were were relationships that were not healthy and were not positive a staff team that's now experiencing happiness and joy and having fun in their roles in terms of one that was just kind of on edge and struggling and anxious and that sort of thing um, so um, that wasn't because somebody 
changed, it was because there was a change of who was leading it, but it was the EQ behind it that was the big issue. Uh, another story that I would, would share is just um, as uh, a, a church was struggling with a man with very great capabilities and in public, his ministry was, was very impactful in terms of its teaching and so on. Uh, but those that were close to him and his staff team and the leaders were just struggling. As that struggle went on for uh, a couple of years, and uh, as I became aware of it and involved in it, shared some material and had some conversation with that individual, and he became sensitive to the fact that this was most likely a major reason that he was struggling with his leadership, having the difficulties with his staff that he was um, <clears throat> He chose to depart, but he chose to depart with a growing awareness that it was not just a difference and they were not, weren't following him or agreeing with him or whatnot, but because this was a factor in it. And his departure was a departure that just blessed the church. Um, he handled wow. it well. Uh, there was no blame that was being cast. Um, and, um, and, and so the next phase or stage of ministry for that church is one that is taking place in a very healthy and a positive way. The church is, <clears throat> if I can digress, I'll say when this isn't done this way, what usually happens is that there is a, a group of people, and maybe it's the great majority in the church, that are unaware of these dynamics. They're not inner players in the, ch in the challenging relationships and whatnot that go on. And they generally don't quite understand what it was that precipitated the problems and created the change. And they tend to lose trust and confidence in their leaders. And yes. um, so what can happen is that you have a departure with the church actually becoming more divided and the leadership being weakened. And what happened in this situation was the church did not become divided. Um, they stayed a very united group of people and their trust and confidence and their support for their leaders remained strong. So I, I viewed it as a, a, a very encouraging outcome, uh, the way this happened. And it happened largely because a person uh, was just growing in his own understanding of how this was contributing to the issues that he himself was wrestling with and struggling with and was realizing was behind that. But his departure blessed the church. Amen. I love I love hearing stories where it, it ends well. You know, I, I can think of one congregation that I worked with that had um, a person with low EQ was was really a tremendous power broker and wreaked havoc for approximately 50 years in this congregation. And uh, when I got connected with this particular church, um, it had dwindled down to just a very few members, uh, people who had grown up in the church, people whose families had been there for a long time. Um, this person passed away, and I'll never forget the day that I went back and visited the church, um, I guess several months after the, the person passed away. And uh, this one lady in her, I'm sure she was in her 80s, uh, came walking up to me with a walker at the at the end of the worship service and, and said to me, she says, I can't remember a, a season like we're having right now my entire life in this church. She's been in the church her whole life. And as far as her memory was concerned, this one person had always been manipulating and intimidating and in control. And now the church was free and she was recognizing it. And it was a completely different congregation after that took place. 
Um, you know, it's sad that, that in that particular case, the person had to, literally had to be removed, had, had, to, had to die in order for them to receive freedom. I'm hoping that, you know, through podcasts like this and, and, uh, and the work of uh, denominational officials and, and those kinds of things, we can really work to, to correct this problem of low EQ so that churches can be set free to do their, their gospel ministry. There's an important difference between a person with low EQ and someone who's dealing with a form of diagnosed mental illness. Mental illness tends to have a widespread impact on one's life, whereas low EQ impacts people relationally, but they likely excel in most other areas of life and ministry. The person with low EQ should be lovingly held accountable for their behavior, and appropriate expectations should be applied for their spiritual growth and emotional maturing. The good news is that people with low EQ can grow. Proverbs 12:15 says, "The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man is he who listens to counsel." There are plenty of examples of how loving discipleship and accountability bear fruit in their lives and in the overall impact on their churches. The key to this improvement is the person's teachability. If a person with low EQ will accept the wise counsel of those around them, will admit their tendency to frustrate and hurt those that they love, and, and will trust mentors, friends, and family members to speak truth and call their attention to the times when they are injurious, such growth can happen. If the person with low EQ is not teachable, then there is little hope of improvement. We'll conclude our interview next week. Is the minister's friend a blessing to you? Would you please subscribe on whatever platform you listen and leave us a review? We appreciate your help. And please be sure to tell your friends and pastors you know about us. Your recommendation to others is the only way we're able to grow our audience. I hope today's episode was helpful. Please check out the show notes for additional information and suggested resources. And thank you again for joining us here on the Minister's Friend Podcast. Let's do this again real soon. You've been listening to the Minister's Friend Podcast with pastor and author John Kimball. Be sure to check out today's show notes for additional tools, resources, and information. If today's episode has been helpful to you, let us know. You can shoot us an email at podcast at johnrkimball.com. That's podcast at johnrkimball.com. You can also leave a note on our Facebook page. These are also the best ways to suggest topics for future shows. We want to hear from you. And please tell your friends about us. Until next time, may God bless you and your ministry with great fruit for His kingdom. Bye!